Welcome to Her Fantasy Football. You can hear us on Blog Talk Radio forward slash Her Fantasy Football and on iTunes. You can also hear us on SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio Saturday night from 8 to 10 Eastern. Make sure to subscribe to us on HerFantasyFootball.com so you know what we're doing. Also, you can chat with us on Twitter at HerFantasyFB and on Facebook forward slash HerFantasyFootball. I'm your host, Courtney Kirby. And I'm Ashley Williams. And I'm Brandon Lee. And I felt I did that intro like a boss. You did. You just cranked it out. Did you not feel that? I felt like it was like robotic almost. I think it is become robotic for you. You probably do that in your sleep. I would say natural. 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 Okay. Natural. Seems very commercial-like. Lashes. Insert here. But I'm into it. Yeah. It's amazing. It's week one of real football. Finally. Let's celebrate. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited. This now we all know how bad your draft was or how great it was. I'm yes. so I'm so pumped to put put my lineups to the test. Uh, this is it, and it all starts Thursday night with a big big matchup for some fantasy lovers: Pittsburgh Steelers and the New England Patriots. Man, Steelers! It's not the same Steelers this week as it will be. You guys, just reminder: yep. get them out yep. of your lineups. Le'Veon Bell, Martavius Bryant. Out. They're not playing. They're suspended. They like smoking marijuana. Get them out. Uh, but they'll be back and they're fine. Heals and they're the body, stars. Courtney. Heals the body. <laughs> Heals the body. Is that the sound of a bong? No. Oh, uh, well, kind of, yeah. I think that's the bubbling. Wait, do bongs bubble? Yes. <laughs> bongs I don't know, bubble. yeah. I don't know either. We, but I just know, yeah. puff, puff, pass. I'm pretty sure is what they were doing inside the car, right? I think marijuana in vehicles. So using a bong oh. while driving seems dangerous. It does, and messy. So it sounds more like this. <coughs> <coughs> yes, yep. that's more accurate. It sounds like success. It's in right. Later it in sounds like muscle healing to me. So this is a <laughs> podcast. I'm just doing all these sound effects. This is great. <laughs> oh, you can also watch us on YouTube, guys. I think yeah, it might can. be a pretty entertaining show. I think the Pope might be visiting later on. Who knows? Yeah, it might get well crazy. Might. Uh, Ben Roethlisberger, on the other hand, make sure you put him in your lineup. We have him ranked fifth this week for week number one. And although he doesn't have some key players and his offensive line is kind of a little banged up without his little center, he'll be fine. We're still rolling with him, you guys. Last year he had two games back-to-back with six touchdowns. So the ceiling is there for Mr. Roethlisberger. You're starting him. Um, Antonio Brown is always a must-start. We have number four. I'm not going to go into detail. You drafted him high. You're going to play him all the time. Um, and if your wide receiver three has a tough matchup this week, insert Marcus Wheaton here. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little bit of a sleeper, not really a sleeper, but kind of a sleeper. I think some people forget about him with Martavius Bryant out. Marcus, uh, Marcus Wheaton will see um, those touches. So we have him ranked 50th, but um, great flex, great wide receiver three option, I think, this week. So I'm okay with this. And I also like tight end Heath Miller for the first couple games without Le'Veon Bell and Bryant. I think uh, he has the possibility of having a really strong first two games outing. So although I might not suggest you start him for the rest of the season, this might be the proper place to um, put him in. D'Angelo Williams is going to be the replacement for Le'Veon Bell in the backfield. We have him ranked 29th. I would not put him in if I was you. 
Um, nothing more than a flex for sure. Um, he is no lady on foul. And with the center out, it's going to be a lot of um, trying to do something a little different for the Pittsburgh Steelers for the first couple games. Let's just put it that way. Patriots. Okay. Well, first of all, there's a lot of drama going on. There's a, a drama, thing. drama, drama. Always. They. I'm just gonna call the Patriots gate and let it be. Mm-hmm. Whatever okay. gate you choose, there's somehow a part of it, including Watergate. I won't and believe we, anything else. And when you have a good hour, <laughs> it's, there's a great article to read. But you yeah. know, you know, make some hot tea. Yeah. Get, get settled in. Get a comfy in. chair. Because the next coming. To a fire. You can read about the Spygate, the Flategate merge, if you will. Uh, Yeah, so surprise, Danny Amendola is the healthiest wide receiver on this team. That is such a nightmare. I cannot believe it. I'm actually kind of excited about him. So we don't have him ranked, but I actually think he's a sneaky play, especially if you play daily. Because I think Tom Brady is going to mop the floor with (laughs) with the Pittsburgh Steelers. I do. I just do. I think it's the way it is. Uh, Listen, uh, Pittsburgh gave up the sixth most points to quarterbacks last year. Now it is a new year, so I almost kind of hate giving matchup stats, but I'm going to give a couple just because you can keep it in that same area. Listen, Pittsburgh did not improve enough on defense to contain Tom Brady. Not Sorry. Likely. Especially an angry one. Um, looks like Julian Edelman is okay after sitting out most of the preseason due to an ankle injury, so start him if you have him, and he's no longer even on the injury report. Now, yeah. Bill Belichick does crazy things, so he could be on the injury report tomorrow. Could be. But... As of right now, he's fine. Hey, guys, uh, what does this mean in sign language? I don't know. I don't know either, but I bet Bill, Check, Bill Belichick knows. Oh, <laughs> low blow. <laughs> low blow. Oh, man. So it's good. One of those shows, people. So it's week good. one, and we're already mid-season form. <laughs> uh, the Steelers give up fantasy points to wide receivers and tight ends. They give more to them than they do to the running backs. So I'm thinking this is going to be a Brady, Gronk, Edelman, probably even Amendola Bonanza. But I have no idea who the running back is going to be from the Patriots. I have heard literally every single one of them named, including this Dion Lewis that everyone thinks is now like the PPR guy because he's going to be the pass-catching back. And, you know, I'm not buying any of it. I am ignoring it. Did you see that Jonas Gray was said he was shocked that he got cut, and that he of actually, course he had a great preseason. Well, he goes, I actually thought that I was vying for the starting role. Like, not, I, I, yeah, not, not even just that Mickey the team, but he thought he was possibly going to start over Blunt. So it is just really interesting that that's Bill, that's, Bill Belichick. That's Bill Belichick, baby, keeps you on your toes. Which, by the way, Jonas Gray just signed with the Miami Dolphins. For those of you that don't know. Um, not exceedingly interesting, but a thought. Um, I'm not sold on the defense against Antonio Brown, even though the rest of the players aren't out. But their defense has kind of, you know, been thrown all over the league, the Patriots, this year. So, eh, I'd wait it out. Awesome. Moving on. We have the Indianapolis Colts, the Buffalo Bills. This could be actually a really interesting matchup. Maybe I'm the only one that thinks I'm that. scared. <laughs> but... Frank Gore. So a little bit about Frank Gore in this situation here. Defensive tackle Marcel Darius, who was actually pro football focused number one player in terms of run defense last season. The good news is about him, because he obviously plays for the Bills, is that he's going to be serving his one-game suspension this week. That is good news for Frank Gore. Because otherwise, you know, 
not great. But keep in mind that the defense with, you know, with Darius shut Latavius Murray down in which he only had five yards on six carries, which is crazy. But again, that guy is out. So Frank Gore should have a better chance of doing well against a very, very tough Bills line. You know, and Gore still managed over 1,100 yard rushing yards last year and only four touchdowns. But granted, we have said multiple times that is not a Gore problem. That was a San Francisco 49ers problem. So was. play Frank Gore. I think he will do well. Things are, again, very much in his favor that the number one run defensive person is out this year. So great news. Andrew Luck. Last year, the Bills were the second toughest defense against opposing quarterbacks. So they still have a rocking defense and perhaps even better because they've got Rex Ryan in the mix this year. So this will not be Andrew Luck's easiest matchup. You're obviously going to play Andrew Luck because more than likely he was one of like, your top five to overall draft pick, uh, depending on your league. But if you don't have, if you aren't super sold or you feel like doing something crazy and doing switching things up, Carson Palmer is going to be the fourth worst defense, and he went undrafted in a lot of leagues, in a lot. So he's someone to think about. Again, more than likely you're still going to play Luck, but just really temper your expectations there. I also do not like Dwayne Allen or Kobe Fleener's as the Bills have the top defense against tight ends, and they are both projected negligible points. So, again, not a great matchup for them. And your best odds out of all of them is starting the Colts wideouts. The Bills really, they really sucked it up this year. They're only the eighth toughest defense against wide receivers. Still pretty good. But I do like T.Y. Hilton and Andre Johnson. Uh, I don't want you to get too cute with Dante Moncrief or Philip Dorsett yet. Don't. Not with the Bills' defense. Don't go there. I actually know a fun stat because I had to look it up for FanDuel. Um, Do you know that the Bills gave up more yards to the wide receiver two last year than they did the wide receiver one? I'm not at all surprised by that. They played the odds. I'll tell you who that number two guy is going to be. It's going to be Mr. Dorsett. I love that you were also doing this with your hair. You know what? I just had a leg itch and pain. Now let me tell you something. I just had to tell you something about life. And I think Mr. <laughs> Philip Dorsett's going to be the one who's going to reap those benefits. I do not believe in Andre Johnson. I was Johnson. like, Corny's very anti-Andre Johnson. He did not slow. look slow this preseason. I thought I he looked pretty he good this preseason. has chemistry with Mr. Locke, like we all hope. Corny's Debbie so, Downer on Andre Johnson. I'm not on that uh, boat Phil, yet. Are you on that boat, Brandon? I'm on a too many mouths to feed boat and have been since they drafted Philip Dorsett. I just feel like we're going to be – T.Y. Hilton I feel cool about. I feel like every game is going to be a different dude that's going to be the number two guy. And I just, I just don't like that. I do like it for Andrew Luck, though, because I do feel like Andrew Luck's probably going to have a good game yeah. because there is so many mouths to feed. It's going to be hard so for many, Buffalo to protect. But the D is really good. I know, but there's so many. There's still, so many. He's still going to have a decent game, but he's not going to put up Andrew Luck numbers that you were accustomed to last year. Not against the yeah. Bills. Not going to happen. Yeah. And this is the moment to point out, stop freaking out, people. Our entire Twitter handle is filled with people freaking out, wanting to drop people, trade people. Let them play a, a game, game, people. <laughs> and then if they play against a team like the Buffalo Bills, cut them some slack. I don't like to make moves until I'm about three or four games into the season. Give yourself an actual right. amount of games to look at before you make a decision. You drafted them for a reason. Unless it's like your last pick and you just don't really care and you're like, eh, who's this guy? Okay. But other than that, stop it. Stop it. The James Jones insanity right now is killing me. Yeah. Oh, my god, I agree. Well, this that's my point is that do not expect 
stellar, stellar numbers because they are going against the Bills, and the Bills are like top five defense in the league, people. So don't panic or freak out if you have any of these guys based on one game. Do not have such a crazy high expectation this game is all I'm saying when it comes to the Colts. That's all I'm saying. All right, how about the Bills? So Tyrod Taylor, I'm, I'm intrigued by this potential play. So Rex Ryan, he refers to uh, Taylor's magic, which I love. This, <laughs> a unique attribute, which makes him a special mm-hmm. player in a loaded offense. I just love it's his magic. I could go a lot of ways. But he had a decent preseason, 24 of 31, 236 yards, 77.4 percentage completion, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions. But, you know, it's, it's an interesting play because of his magic. But what I say is don't start him this week as he has had little to no time to get in groove with his three starting receivers, Sammy Watkins, Robert Woods, and Percy Harvin. They've all been unhealthy, so the, he, the, you know, the guy hasn't had time to really work with them. So I don't love it. Um, and in terms of the Sean McCoy, the Indianapolis run defense, he was in the bottom half of the league last year. So he should be able to have a good game. He is, from everything I've read, good to go. As we said, he should start week one. A lot of preseason panic. Don't hit the panic button. It's going to be fine. The Colts allowed almost 2,000 yards. It was 1,814 and 14 touchdowns on 423 attempts. So that's pretty darn good. LaShawn should have a good game. Sammy Watkins, he practiced on Tuesday, so his glute should not be an issue. That should be okay. Um, He thinks he's ready to play. He said he's playing. There hasn't been an official announcement that he's playing, but all signs point to yes. And then again, I think Sammy, Robert Woods, and Percy Harvin are all risky plays this week for the fact that the Colts secondary was actually the fourth best in the league last year, and this unit has not had time to gel. So, Boom. Green Bay Packers and Chicago Bears. I think this is going to be a very interesting game for fantasy players. I'm a big fan. First of all, Chicago's defense. Ha-ha, they gave up the second most fantasy points to quarterbacks, and Aaron Rodgers is playing. When I did the rankings, I was like, this is the easiest ranking I've ever done. One. Aaron all day. All day. Which also means that I'm starting, obviously, Lacey, who's also ranked number one in our rankings. And I'm starting Randall Cobb, because why wouldn't I? And just a hunch. So Devontae um, Adams is going to be the – am I saying that correctly? No. Um, Devontae Adams is yeah, going to be I the number two Adams. receiver. Okay, great. Yeah, you're good. Okay. It's hard like, between I'm Devontae and Devontae mind, Parker. You you're like, which one is I know, which, which I know, one? exactly. Uh, so we have him ranked 22. Uh, last year, he only scored three touchdowns. All of them were at home. And if you remember, that was kind of my thing, is the Lambeau leap for these rookies. Lambeau leap. I think that Aaron Rodgers is going to really make sure that he scores away. I think that they want to prove that they're going to be okay without Jordy Nelson. And last year, they had a slow start, and they don't want that again. So I think that maybe a lot of these guys are going to score. I think they're going to go bonanza. They're going to do whatever they can to score as many points as possible. And this is the only time I'm going to tell you to start Richard Rodgers. Well, and I think especially because the defense is so bad that Rodgers is going to go for a confidence boost. He wants out of the gate, gate one, everyone feeling good. Yes. Spreading the ball Richard around. Richard Rodgers. Richard Rodgers. Richard can't Rogers agree with that tight end. <laughs> I know, but Chicago gives up the absolute most points to tight ends last year. I, I think he's going to try to be like, hey, you should be afraid of our tight end. I don't know if that will ever happen again, but I think, once again, he's trying to prove a point, prove a point. Um, also, I would start their defense against Jay Cutler. 
Speaking of Jay Cutler, uh, this is scary. Listen, uh, Jeff Dickerson, though, did say that Alshon Jeffrey's calf didn't seem to bother him at Wednesday's practice, so hopefully it was all precautionary. Hopefully he's okay. Keep your eye on the injury report. Eddie Royal is ranked number 38. He's fantastic with Cutler, we think. But listen, if he's the only guy, he's the only guy. Him and Marcus Wilson, who no one drafted, but if you're playing daily fantasy, if Alshon Jeffrey's out, you need to play Marcus Wilson. Um, and then Green Bay is up the seventh most points to wide receivers, or they did last year, I should say. I should say that. They have improved, but still, that would be where it is. Matt Forte, still alive. They still need him. Martellus Bennett, same thing. Cutler, he's number 18 due to interceptions, but um, he's still going to be slinging the ball. That's what he does. Yep. Slinger. You're going to have to to keep that game competitive. Miami Dolphins and the Washington Redskins. Uh, well, this will be a great start for the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> Yay! That's a favorable uh, first booster. game, right? We're all about boosting so, confidence. You know, confidence. Right it's all about it. I love about this it. Game Ryan Tannehill so is ranked number eight, and I could see him as a top five quarterback coming out of this week. Uh, the troubling Washington Redskins. I don't need to go into how bad they are because we all know. You've seen one game, you know, you know. Um, and Tannehill has so many more weapons this year than he did last year, so it's like game on. Jarvis Landry is one of his favorite targets of them all. I'm inserting him everywhere I possibly can. Courtney's favorite person in the NFL Um, at the moment. It is one of my favorite people in the NFL. (laughs) It is, it is. Um, so do it. I ranked him number 17, and I'm holding up to that, you guys. Top 20 wide receiver this week for sure. Uh, Lamar Miller is the clear number one guy. Jonas Gray is on the practice squad. So don't worry about him just all of a sudden sneaking in and stealing touches. It's not going to happen this week. Maybe it will game six, seven, eight. Who knows? But for now, Lamar Miller's the guy. I even like him in PPR. I'm all on board. And Jordan Cameron, we have him ranked number seven, you guys. You know the risk of it. If you drafted him, you're playing him as long as he stays healthy. So amen, insert going to go on well and if you don't want to play him against washington you never want to play him you never want to play him why did you draft him this right so right Uh, and for daily kenny stills and greg jennings you guys could be sneaky sneaky picks against washington they're both boomer bust players deep threat guys uh i wouldn't be mad at you okay wouldn't be mad at you if you threw a little kenny stills into your daily lineup and my miami's dolphins defense if you don't play them you are crazy Stop listening to our show because I don't want to get in your crazy tweets later, all right? Play them. <laughs> Best matchup they can have. This is legit. Let's talk about those great Redskins, shall we? I feel like the Redskins are my baby because I've had them the past few years, and I feel like I actually end up just defending them half the time. Yeah, but yeah, you should not do that. We'll start with a guy that I will and will always defend, Deshaun Jackson. He averaged eight yards more per catch last season on the 17 passes he caught from Kirk Cousins than he did when either Colt McCoy or RG3 was in. You know, he's, he is a viable player, guys. Miami has a great defense, but their secondary is their Achilles heel. So they were the 12th worst in terms of giving up defending the wide receivers last year. So if there is a, a shining light at all, it's Deshaun Jackson there. But Pierre Garçon saw his targets drop, this is sad, by 79 79 drops in targets from 2013 to 2014. That is horrendous. And we have no way of knowing whether that's going to go up or down in 2015. So please keep him on your bench. 
until we see something. But he could be a sneaky pick, depending, you know, if you if you have something crazy and you have, like, no money in daily and you're like, I need somebody, then maybe, maybe. But still, again, we're saying, please don't. Don't do it. <laughs> Jordan Reed, the only guy that had, he had one double-digit game last year and only two games that were more than five points. This is not going to be a great but week for him. He's the man. He's not the man. I'm, you know, I will never defend him. I will never defend Jordan Reed. <laughs> it's a horrendous decision always. And they go up against the 11th toughest defense in terms of defending tight ends. Do not do it. Don't do it. And then Matt Jones, again, now I'm just venting because I am so sick of the Matt Jones hype train that is going on, including for his husband. He's like, well, Matt Jones is going to be the starting running back. And I'm like, why is everyone taking crazy pills? He's not ousting Alfred Morris as the starting back. You need to think of him more as a Roy Hulu in that offense. Granted, it has been said that they're going to incorporate him more into the offense than they did Roy Hulu, but Roy Hulu only had 40 carries last year. So, yes, he may have more than 40, but it's not going to be a crazy amount more than 40. Right now, he is a handcuff, and that is how you should view him. Enough said. Roy Hulu had just as many yards receiving as he did rushing. He had lots. He's a PPR guy. But people but, are yes. saying Matt Jones is going to be the running back. He's going to oust Alfred, Alfred Morris. Morris. And is it slow. is crazy. Alfred Morris is getting up there. He's and not. He's been on a bad team for a long time, and that hurts as a, as a running back. That's all I got to say. They have come out and even said that he is not replacing Alfred Morris right now. I'm not saying he well, won't no, next year. He's... He yeah. may next year. If you're doing Dynasty or something, I can understand yeah. that pickup. But don't go in there thinking you picked this guy up as a sneaky pick who's going to be the starting running back by week three. Someone asked me if they should start Matt Jones. It's no! No! <laughs> no! Uh, you, should tell him to straight, you should tell him to trade Matt Jones for Arian Foster straight up. Seriously. See, see if they got any takers for that. It's crazy. People wow. are crazy out here. Crazy. Kansas City Chiefs, the Houston Texans. Houston gave up the fourth most uh, points to wide receivers last year, which surprised me. But, you know... Really, they're, they're, they're really good up close. You know, it's the J.J. Watt land, right? But in the secondary, uh, so that means I believe that Jeremy Macklin will score his first touchdown week one to get that monkey off their back yeah. so that people can stop talking about it. I'm stop the that. narrative. Jeremy mm-hmm. Macklin, I believe in you. I was kind of singing. Kind of. Um, I don't even, that's not a song, though. I made it up. I'm an artist. I believe you can score. Yeah. There you go. You know R. Kelly on that, Courtney? I believe Alex Smith can throw the ball. No, you don't. No, you don't. Don't lie now. No, I doubt. No, I doubt. No, I doubt. I do. I do. I do. Courtney does not. I do. So, oh. anyway, I think Jeremy Beck is going to make it happen. Um, they're tougher on the run than they are on the, in the air, but it's Jamal Charles, you guys. He does it all. I got listen. I think Jamal Charles was the guy that no one talked about all preseason. So I got him in, in like at a fire sale rate in a lot of leagues, or someone else did. And I was like, man, I wish that Jamal Charles fell to me at eighth pick. Seriously. Yeah, come on, guys, this is nuts. Because no one was talking about him. He's just so boring because he's so good. How nice is that? And uh, Houston gave up the second fewest points to tight ends. Now, I still think that actually Kelsey's going to do a good job. We have him ranked fifth. So we obviously believe that he's going to do a good job. But if he doesn't, which is a possibility, and I'm telling you now, don't do anything rash. The Kelsey hype train was way, way going too fast all offseason, and this is exactly why. He's still a good player, 
but I'm just being real. And I'm starting Kansas City's defense everywhere I can. I'm sorry. If there is a place where I can start Kansas City with no Arian Foster and with Brian Hoyer, I'm in. I'm in. Justin Houston, I love you. So uh, into Houston, I don't like anything about this matchup for the Texans. Uh, and I'll tell you why. Because last Insert year. bench here. Insert bench here. Kansas City last year, and I think they've actually improved. They, were, they gave up the they fourth have. fewest points to quarterbacks, 11th fewest to running backs, 8th fewest to wide receivers, and 12th fewest to tight ends. That's right. And then eighth fewest to defenses because Alex Smith, regardless of what Courtney thinks about him throwing the ball, and by the way, you're right, um, <laughs> he does not turn the ball he over. Doesn't nope, he, doesn't. he does no, he not doesn't. lose you he your game. He does not lose you your game. He manages that game clock like nobody's business. He is a manager that, that would win manager of the year every year if he was in corporate America. That's all I'm going to say. That's right. But That's right. Tell if you, the ball manager for New England hadn't already won the award, it would have been Alex Smith. Absolutely. Let me tell you, I got some news. Alfred Blue is not Arian Foster. Get out of town. Um, so there you go. But listen, we're still hearing great news about Arian Foster. I hope you got him late in your drafts because he might be back in week three or four, which is crazy. But there's a possibility. We'll keep you updated. DeAndre I got Hopkins him in seems- like the eighth round in a draft I had on Monday. Yeah. No, yeah. it's later than that. It's the 10th round. It's the 10th round for Arian Foster. I, like, I mean, we made sure on our draft sheets. I hope you use our easy cheat sheets because they were great. Um, but we put times three. We said three games. We wanted to make sure that you knew that he was coming back. So, um, yeah, DeAndre Hopkins, though, seems to be the type of talent that's kind of quarterback proof. He had eight games of 77 or more yards last year and only three games with less than four catches. So, I mean, do you even remember that quarterback situation? It was a nightmare. So that's the only glimmer of hope here. And then watch Cecil Short, Shorts and Jalen Strong to see who's used more. They may be a pickup later in the season, and they weren't drafted much. Um, I didn't even bother ranking a tight end, uh, Brian Hoyer. Nice guy, but, you know. Nice. And, uh, yeah, there you go. Awesome. Seattle Seahawks at St. Louis Rams. So, Russell Wilson's actually not a great pick for this game. And here's my issue. It's a tale no. of two games in terms of last year. So, the Rams overall are the 10th toughest defense in terms of defending quarterbacks. And Wilson had one game last year for 36 points, which was his highest of the year. And another that was for seven points. Now, the game that he scored the 36 points was actually in St. Louis. And this game is in St. Louis as well. But I think he's going to have a very average game at best. St. Louis defense is still very good. Now, Seattle defense, they should have a great game. Like, magic, (laughs) magic, magic game. The Rams were the second worst offense last year. And they have a hurt running back currently right now. An offensive line that can't seem quite to pull it together. And the Rams are not going to come out guns a-blazing either. So Seattle defense should be set. You will be playing Jimmy Graham, uh, but don't get too frustrated if he doesn't have a baller of a game because the Rams' D is legit, and they had the third toughest defense in terms of regards to defending tight ends last year. So, And again, we got to get Jimmy Graham integrated with that Seattle offense. So don't expect too much. Marshawn Lentz, um, you know, last year in his games as well, he only had six points and 13 points. So I want you to kind of temper your expectations on your big guns from Seattle because while the Rams are not viewed as a good team, their defense is legitimate. Now the Rams, this we can talk about in literally 30 seconds. Nick Foles, Seattle had the number one defense against defending quarterbacks. Don't do it. And a horrific offensive line right now. Trey Mason, second in defending running backs last year, and he's questionable to even play the game with a hamstring. 
Now, Benny Cunningham will be the guy if Trey Mason can't play. And in week seven, if you look at it, he did actually have a double-digit game, and that was against St. Louis. But don't take too much into that because it was off a reception and a touchdown. He only had two attempts for three yards in the game in terms of him actually being the featured back in that position. Just don't, don't do it. They're all a horrible idea, even the wide receivers, number one defense against them last year. Just don't even go near a Ram this week. Just don't do it. I'm not starting anyone from either team. It's a this really is, yeah. it's a bad matchup on both sides. It's like really this bad. This is this is the opposite of fantasy orgy. Yes, fantasy it's bad. It's bad. It's fantasy bad. desert. Fantasy desert. Fantasy defense. Yeah, we'll do that. Cleveland Browns, the New York Jets. Well, let me tell you something. I have nothing to say about the Browns. <laughs> Literally, Yay. other than Thank Isaiah you. Crowell is the starter, but Duke Johnson will be the starter once he gets out of concussion protocol. I'm pretty sure. And Andrew Hawkins is the starter now, you guys, as the wide receiver. He is. No one talked yeah. about him, but he's there. And he's I the picked only him up today. Right. Congrats. Because I had Dwayne Bow. <laughs> so it was, it was already a dire situation. But yeah. 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 No, literally, you guys, just watch the game and, and hope for the best. <laughs> really? That, that's it. I like it. For the Browns, what about the Jets, Ash? Kind of a similar situation. So Brandon Marshall, we have no idea what we're going to get from Brandon Marshall. We really don't. Because in 2014, you know, he was battling injuries, and this was the first time he did not reach a 1,000-yard mark since his second season in the NFL. So all history should tell us that he is going to bounce back this year. That's what I think was in the 1920s, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to ask Cutler on that one. But um, it was – history should say he's bouncing back. So I will say that. Now, I, I wouldn't start in this game because I just I need a little bit more information before I can feel good about putting him in my lineup. Now, Eric Decker is the same situation. You know, he has now been relegated essentially the wide receiver two role technically with Brandon Marshall coming in. Last year he had 74 receptions for 962 yards and five touchdowns. But what I will say is the Browns actually have a stellar secondary. They have a really, really good secondary. They do. Joe they Hayden. Do. So, do, again, we, we haven't seen enough of these two guys gelling with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Now, Fitzpatrick should be a more stable force, but he's got a really low ceiling. So we've got a low ceiling in Fitzpatrick. We've got a really stellar secondary. This is bad things for Brandon Marshall and Eric Decker. Just, just don't. But what I will say, Chris Ivory, I'm down for his start this week big time. It's a middle-of-the-pack rush defense. I have him ranked 18th, and I was tempted to actually rank him even higher due to the Browns secondary being as good as they are and the fact that he will be – they'll be leaning on him a lot. So I like him. He's a sneaky play. Chris Ivory. And Jets defense. I also like them a lot this week. The Browns are ex- aren't yeah. exactly a tight unit, and McCown has certainly been known to give up a few turnovers. So out of this game, Ivory, Jets defense. That's all you're playing. Let's just say, if the Jets don't win this game, we really need to think about suggesting to start any of them from here on out. Well, they're both that, messes. They're both that, messes. That's bad. Yeah. yeah. Carolina Panthers, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Well, first of all, I think this is a trap defense because I think the Jaguars are much better this year. So um, Agreed. Yeah, they gave up the absolute most points to defense last year, but I don't think that'll be the case. Um if you have them, play them. That's fine. But I, don't be surprised if there's a little upset going on here. Um, I like this running back matchup, Jonathan Stewart. He is good to go unless he breaks. He may break. That's he, a big thing. He, Once again, yeah. Cameron Artis Payne, <laughs> the number one handcuff in football. And don't freak out about Funches. 
the drama of the week is that Funches isn't a starter. You guys, he had ham- a hamstring injury that held him out for most of the preseason, and he's a rookie. This is coach speak for you have to earn your place slash welcome to week three starter. And Just this is classic on. Rivera, right? He did the same classic. thing as Kelvin Benjamin last year. It's kind of that, like, you need to earn your keep. You're a rookie. You need to earn it. If I get another James Jones or Devin Funches tweet, I'm going to lose my mind. I'm going to lose my mind. Don't have a knee-jerk reaction. Greg Olson, PPR monster, obviously. I'm torn with Cam Newton, though. I'm torn. We have him at 13, right outside starters. I mean, it's that wide receiving core, and I, I don't know. I'm just nervous. I might be silly. I may not. He can run. There's some great head-on analysis for you right there. He, he can run, though. He will, <laughs> yeah, like, that, he will run. I have these feelings. I, have these I feelings. don't know. Listen, he was a top-five uh, quarterback every year except for last year. He's probably going to do A-OK. I just think that the Carolina Panthers have had a really weird offseason, and I'd like to see one game. If you drafted him, he's probably your starter. But if you do have one of those borderline guys that has a better matchup, like I Carson Palmer, I like him I mean, this week. I think he's going to have probably two rushing touchdowns this week. And he could. He yes. could because they're yes. lying. I mean, they give up the fifth most points to running backs, and he's essentially is probably going to serve as like a running back. Yeah. And they give the eight to most But the Jacks' defense is better than last year. That's it's why I better. hate last year's stats yeah. because they've picked up players, they've lost players, these teams. And but they're the not going to go from fifth most points to running backs to fifth least points to running backs. At best, they're going to be middle of the pack. And they Cam could. can still run through that. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's it, – yeah. I agree. I I need to see this team before I feel confident with any of them. It's but. one of my more enigma teams going into the Yeah, if one. you have Sam Bradford, I mean, yeah. you play Sam Bradford over Cam Newton this saying. week, guys. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's just like, you know, you play the matchup sometimes, especially when it comes to quarterbacks at the beginning of the season. Jags. I'm going to be the first to, like, officially hop on the crazy train this show. But I think Blake Bortles could have a really good week. Hashtag free Bortles. Hashtag free Bortles. And Woo! I picked him up in so many leagues as my second quarterback. Oh, it's, it's man. Guys, the, the Panthers are middle of the pack in terms of stopping quarterbacks. And Bortles has looked great this preseason. He had 39 of 60 for a 65 completion percentage, 461 yards. He had zero interceptions, which was a problem last year, and one touchdown. It's a different team. It's a different Bortles. This is the best he's felt. He's had three different offenses in the three years he's been playing. He's finally kind of getting comfortable. It's a good fit for him. I think he's going to have a great game. And with that, I think Allen Robinson, Allen Hearns will also have a great game. Because Carolina is only the 19th best defense. So, again, it's middle of the pack there. And he's going to throw the ball. Now, where I don't love it is the TJ Yeldon slash Denard Robinson situation. I am not sure who they're actually going to go with this opening game. I mean, everybody's saying it's TJ Yeldon, but they keep going back and forth. It's a rookie. You don't know if he's going to go. The rookie's going to go out there, have a few bad. He's going to fumble a bit, and they're going to switch it to Denard. I just, I don't feel great about it. And the Panthers' rush defense, you know, the group didn't allow a touchdown in their final six in 2014. It's just they have a tough line, so I don't I love that. But quick note, don't forget that Julius Thomas is out, so get him out of your lineups. Mercedes Lewis is the other guy in town, but it's not a great matchup against the Panthers. Oh, can I make a quick note in general? Check your kickers immediately. A lot of them got cut or are on different teams or whatever else. Just 
you, you say kickers don't matter. They matter if they are not on a team. Please check your kickers. Well, they do matter because sometimes they get you the most points. On I, your team. I agree. But even those people that think they don't yeah. matter. Lucky for you, Vinatieri, still a cult, people. You're okay. Yep. You're okay there. New Orleans Saints and Arizona Cardinals. Fantasy orgy. Mark Ingram. <laughs> yeah. Mark Ingram, green light, go. Especially with C.J. Spiller, who did not practice Wednesday, so more than likely he is going to be out. Uh, Arizona's got a tough rush defense, but they will need to use Ingram a lot, both receiving and rushing. They're going to need to spread the offense. They're going to need to get a rhythm going. Mark Ingram will be used a lot this game. Arizona does not do a great job either of stopping quarterbacks, and Drew Brees is no ordinary quarterback. Mm. Drew Brees is going to have a great game. And with that, so will Brandon Cooks. He should have a good week. He'll be Breeze's primary target, and Breeze, you know, will be able to really give him a lot of targets for the fact that he's going to be able to air that out against the Cardinals. So, with you know, that should definitely be good things for him. But if he does, Cooks seems to slip up a little bit. Marquise Colson is definitely possibly worth a flex roll here because if Cooks struggles, Colson will definitely be the guy that Breeze turns to. Yes. I agree. I agree. I was going to say the same thing about the Arizona Cardinals. This is a must-go play here. Keep going on this track of the Arizona Cardinals starting oh, them all, yeah. except for their defense, because I agree that Drew Brees will still have a great game. So I'm not loving this yeah. defense much at all. Um, and may I suggest maybe picking up Tampa Bay Buccaneers against the Tennessee Titans or the Bengals this week as your streamer if you have the Arizona Cardinals uh, defense drafted. Uh, Carson Palmer has the potential to shred the Saints' defense. Oh, this is so good. (laughs) So excited. I hope so. Um, He was on the path of, you know, being a top-five quarterback uh, last year before he got injured. So we have him ranked 14th, but I think he's going to be a lot higher than that at the end of the day. Uh, I'm into it. I'm so excited. John Brown is one of my favorite guys. He's my Jarvis Landry. Um for the Arizona Cardinals. I love him. Uh, great wide receiver three, flex option. Great in daily. The value's there. Um, he is a monster. And Fitzgerald, you know, like, I'm indifferent, really, with him right now. I don't know if he's fast enough to get out from the blocks of having the number one defensive guy on him or not. Um, but I know there's chemistry with him and Palmer, so that's positive. Um I just really like Brown, really like Brown. And I think the Cardinals offense really likes Brown as well. So Uh, Michael Floyd is day-to-day, so keep an eye on him if you're planning on playing him. I would not. And so is Andre Ellington. I mean, Andre Ellington is is almost day-by-day on whether he's going to be the lead guy or not. Uh, He's sharing the ball with Chris Johnson and David Johnson. Um, So since the Saints are really bad... Um, he might, you know, have one of his better games, Ellington. So I'm going to go ahead and play him, especially since uh, he's healthy, because we all know he's going to be injured soon. So many Johnsons, so little so time. Many, so many Johnsons. But Chris Johnson was moved into second yes. on the yes, death he chart. Was. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. So maybe a good pickup, because Ellington does always get hurt. Yep. And he would be yep. the guy. Yep, but it's going to be a little bit of a running back by committee there. That's okay. Ugh. It's not good, but you drafted Ellington. You're going to play him while he's healthy, uh, and especially against New Orleans, you have to. Yeah. Uh, Detroit Lions at San Diego Chargers. 
This will also be a quick one. With Nagata in the fold, guys, the Lions defense is a good start this week against a pretty mediocre San Diego offense. <laughs> Calvin Johnson. Uh, he is he is a must-start, which you obviously know. But I do want to consider Golden Tate as well in the must-start category. Yeah. The Chargers secondary allow the fourth-fewest yards to receivers, but he may have a chance to get open with the fact that they're probably going to double-team Calvin Johnson. Calvin Johnson is ranked incredibly high this week. He is the man. And Golden Tate actually had a pretty productive year as well. So think about him. But I do want you to check your injury reports in terms of Joyke Bell, whether he's going to play or not. He's not even a for sure to play this week yet. It's it's day-to-day, so make sure you look because you need to see if it's going to be uh, who's going to be starring in that running back role. Scary. There you go. About those charges. Philip Rivers, we have him ranked number 16, and I will tell you why he's number ranked why he's ranked number 16. It's not because of him or who, you know, the potential there. It's because people above him have better matchups. That's just the way it is this week. So if you drafted Phillip Rivers as your number one guy and you picked up another dude that has a better matchup, play the other dude this week. And and Phillip Rivers might have a good game, but it's just, it's going to be a little bit more hard. It's going to be a little bit more difficult for him to get you those fantasy points. Um, I will say Keenan Allen is uh, ready to go. He, you know, he should be great all season. I think people forget about him, but um, I think he'll be the guy. And I think Stevie Johnson's a sneaky little pick as well. He's the Eddie yeah. Royal now of the San Diego Chargers, but he has big play potential. Um, so I, I'm not mad at him, especially in like a daily um, atmosphere. And uh, Malcolm Floyd, love him, but not this week. Okay, Detroit's got to stop somebody, and I just don't feel like he's going to be the one that's going to all of a sudden get open. So I'm just, it's not, it's not my guy. When it comes to the running backs, um, Melvin Gordon, I, you know, I think this is game is going to be a bit of a shootout. I think that, you know, San Diego is going to need to do well on offense to keep up with their, with Detroit's defense. Um, so I kind of see them using Melvin Gordon a lot more this game than maybe in other games because they're going to need that presence of the run to get the ball, you know, to open up the, the field for the receivers. Um, but that also means it's going to be opening up the, um, the yard or the field for Danny Woodhead as well, which I always think is a must start in PPR leagues. Tennessee Titans, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Tennessee Titans will go fast because you already know who we're going to talk about. Delaney Walker. Hi. The man. Hi. The I didn't man. even write notes about him because there is, I don't need to. We don't need to. He's just, he's the only guy. We all know how I feel about Ricky quarterbacks and their tight ends. I'll say it every single episode. It's money. It's money. You know, Tampa Bay is not like the best defense. They are improved this year. Um, so you think maybe this is like a good matchup for your Tennessee guys too. It's not, guys. They're still a hot mess over there trying to work everything else out. They might be good eventually, but they're not there yet. Don't think about playing Mariota. Kendall Wright, you can play him. He might be a sneaky pick as well in daily. Um, yeah. And, you know, Tampa Bay was in the middle of the road and everything except um, points for wide receivers. They give up a lot of points for wide receivers, so. Kendall Wright is a go. Delaney Walker's a go. Uh, Bishop Sankey is nothing more than a deep flex. Very much no running go. back by committee. There, are, it's not healthy. Bucks. Can we just say Bishop Sankey is a no go in yeah. life? Seriously. Sure, he's Buccaneers. Well, here's uh, I love this game. It's gonna be the wackiest game. It's two rookie quarterbacks. Two teams really kind of struggling to be relevant. Yeah. Um, it's it. It could be actually very entertaining. 
I think this will be one of the more entertaining oh, yeah. games of the uh, weekend. However, uh, Jameis Winston's still trying to recover from that sprained ankle. So I know this sounds crazy, and I'm not suggesting that you pick them, but if you're one of those people that has like a million matchups or something, you just want to do something fun, I wonder if the Tennessee defense is going to get a lot of points. He played Probably not. not well <laughs> during his third preseason game and, and because he hurt himself in the second preseason game. I think there's a possibility, you guys. I'm dead serious that he has some issues, which is unfortunate because I love Mike Evans, but he's a rookie quarterback. Uh, Vincent Jackson, solid, oldie but a goodie. Rookie quarterback. But Doug Martin should be good. The um, Tennessee Titans last year gave up the second most points to running backs last year, and they have not really improved on the defensive side of the ball, at least not to the point where I'm scared. Now, But listen, Doug Martin, though, only averaged 3.6 and 3.7 yards per carry over the last two years. So there's still a possibility he could burn you. We've been high on him like everybody else because he's had a good preseason, but let's be real. All right, ladies, I have a question for you. I benched Justin Forsett this week going up against the Denver Broncos and played Doug Martin against Tennessee. I would do the same. I think it's reasonable. I would do the same. But when he burns But I will you, say, I do agree. I said yeah, it's well. possible. But the, Broncos, but the Broncos D is also really good, so... They're, they're kind of equal, so I'd probably go with Doug Martin. And the only other thing I'm going to... But I agree with you, Brandon. I think this the de- both defenses could have a lot of points just for the sheer fact you got two rookie quarterbacks that could get sacked a lot. It's true. Throw interceptions a lot. It could be a really low-scoring game where the defensives still have a lot of points. Don't be mad if no. you lose because someone's Tennessee Titans defensive dumb play yeah. got them 35 points. Or t- Tampa Bay's defense gets them 35 points. I'm telling you, I don't know. But also, Austin Safarian Jenkins, until he proves to me what supposedly everyone says about his practices in a real game, I can't, I I just, I don't understand. Last year, 221 yards, two touchdowns in nine games. Meh. I say start him. Cincinnati Bengals, the Oakland Raiders. So the Bengals are playing the Raiders. So you should definitely start that defense. As the Bengals gave up, or sorry, as the Raiders gave up the fifth most points last year. So Raiders the is a much a improved defense. I agree. They're like they are. Their stats from last year to this year. For yeah. The In yeah. my personal opinion, but they opinion, are still they are a go. So much better. Agreed. Amari they are Cooper. Better, but they are what? still a go on defense. Still a go on defense. There is a lot of Tyler Eifert hype, and I want you to stay away from that hype oh, as well. I'm so on the hype. I. I I'm not on the hype. He has, the poten- he has a potentially good matchup going up against the 10th worst defense in terms of defending tight ends. But I just, I want you to stay away. I'm not on the Eifert train. I need to see that actually happen in a game before I'm willing to, I mean, I hope that isn't your starting tight end. Maybe it is. Cause, I mean, the hype was big for him, but I just, I don't, I don't know. I just don't have a good feeling about Tyler Eifert. I just don't. Andy Dalton. So, oof, Andy Dalton. Oakland pass defense is responsible for allowing the eighth most fantasy points per game to opposing quarterbacks last year. So that's 10% increase for Dalton. Now, (laughs) Dalton was the 23rd in fantasy points per game last year among quarterbacks who played at least eight games. So we're back down 10%, (laughs) which puts us still at a no-go for Andy Dalton. No-go. I just... I can't. I can't. Do you see how I did the 10% like we said we'd do on yeah, Serious yeah. Guys? So good. I used it on Andy Dalton. I used it on someone no one cares about, but whatever. <laughs> so, <laughs> Jeremy Hill. Jeremy Hill is a go. 
because they're going to have a tough time and they're going to need him because uh, Andy Dalton is just, he's not going to do great. A.J. Green is also a go for me because the Oakland defense allowed the six most passing touchdowns in 2014, and he is still someone that is a viable player, guys. I don't know why everyone is so afraid of A.J. Green. Did you notice this in any of your drafts? It's because they watched yes. preseason, and A.J. Green or and Andy Dalton's a hot mess. I know, but it's preseason. I know. I'm telling you, it's still A.J. Green. He's still a viable person. Oh, Raiders. Uh-huh. Derek Carr. This is not the week to roll with Derek Carr. The Bengals had a third-best defense against quarterbacks last year. Grant Derek Carr is much improved, uh, and he will have games that I do believe he could be worth a start, at least in definitely in a two-quarterback league, and certainly in dailies as well. But this, I don't think, is the week. I do like Amari Cooper and Michael Crabtree, and I know it sounds weird, but I am much more comfortable with Derek Carr throwing the ball to Crabtree than I ever was with Colin Kaepernick. Well, that doesn't sound weird. But the Bengals have the third toughest side. I believe. All right. I believe. believe (laughs) (laughs) Cooper, I will say this. Cooper had 2.9 yards uh, per the the routes that he ran during the preseason, which is good in comparison to the fact that Oakland wideouts that had no more than 1.5 yards the entire last season, which, again, we said is a much improved offense and defense is a better team. But uh, there is hope. Cooper and Latavius Murray should be the one that should definitely have a good game this week. The Bengals do not have a fantastic rush attack. Um, they allowed 15 rushing scores. That's basically one per game last year, and I think he's going to definitely get in the end zone. So I like him a lot. Bold prediction. I think the Raiders are going to get a defensive touchdown. Baltimore Ravens, the Denver right. Broncos. Interception, obviously. Not fumble, but interception. <laughs> well... Uh, so, ahead. first of all, the week one is really tough because we really have no idea what's going on, with, especially these matchups in particular, because the, the teams change so much. And one of the biggest examples of that is going to be the Baltimore Ravens. It's very much a crapshoot. Um, but I do have a weekly update. Brashad Perriman isn't practicing due to his knee injury. <laughs> Every week, Shocking. I'm coming in, I'm giving you the news. Uh, 2011, 2012, 2014, all 1,000-plus yard seasons for... Steve Smith Sr. It's the only name you need to know in this yes. matchup. Uh, Kamar Aiken, though, is the wide receiver two. Marlon Brown is wide receiver three. You probably didn't draft them, but the Broncos give up the second fewest points to opposing wide receivers anyway as of last year, and their defense has gone up, if anything, in my opinion. So Absolutely. I'm not playing really any of them. But um, listen, they're the weakest against tight ends if they continue their trend. And Crockett Gilmore, my tight end sleeper of the year, is, of course, the starter. And I just wanted to say that out loud. Last year, he played in 15 games, 121 yards, one touchdown. But he's had a great preseason. And if you play daily, he is very cheap and will be involved with the game plan. And I don't care for anyone else in this matchup, but if you drafted Justin Forsett, you are going to play him unless you're doing Doug Martin like Courtney is. But um, I'm, I'm not against that, but it's I wouldn't not a sure pick him. Thing. It's not a sure thing yet. But. Not a sure thing, but I get it. I, I like it, I get Courtney. It. I get it. Yeah, yeah just, just throwing that out there. Denver Broncos, well, you're going to play the defense because they're legit, and uh, you need to. We have them ranked number six this, this week. Uh, Peyton Manning, number four. We're going to play him. C.J. Anderson, number eight. We're going to play him, too. Demarius Thomas, number 13. Uh-huh, we're playing him. Number 13, that's a lie. Number three. 
It's like 13. No. Who uh, does those rankings? Whoa, yes. Emmanuel Sanders is number 14. He is a little banged up, but we're going to go ahead and play him too, guys. I Owen agree. Daniels, we have him number 12. This is the only, like, um, going up against this old team, so it's going to be one way or the other. It's, he's going to do Owen Daniels, but in my personal opinion, he's going to be Owen Daniels for the whole season, which is not impressive. Or he's going to do really well against his home team, and one old man to another old man is going to make sure he gets the touchdown. I don't know. Owen Daniels, if you drafted him as your number one guy, this is definitely your matchup. You're going to play him, but I wish you wouldn't have drafted him as your number one guy. I hope you don't listen to the show. It's kind of sad. Yeah. Uh, but this could... I agree. This is the matchup, yeah. but hopefully this is, you're not in this situation. Yeah. I don't think there's any bad blood between Owen Daniels and the and no. Baltimore, so it's not like he's like all oh, riled up and playing them, you know. It's not like she's the senior playing the Carolina Panthers. No, yeah, yeah, no. So I, I mean, it's not my favorite. It's not my favorite. I'm not gonna talk about the Denver Broncos because you bought them all in the first round. You have to play them. Let's move into the Sunday night games. New York Giants, the Dallas Cowboys. Giants, ODB. You know, I think this is going to be a big week for ODB. Last season, ODB had 34 yards and two touchdowns in one game and 146 yards and two touchdowns in another game against Dallas. So although Dallas is tough against wide receivers, they clearly cannot cover Mr. ODB. We're playing him. Yeah. He's not lean well for Mr. Ruben Randall. He's not my favorite play this week. He's coming back off an injury. It's going to be slow. Uh, I do not like him, preferably. Victor Cruz is out still, I believe, so don't do not do that. Eli Manning, uh, you know what? He will get touchdowns, maybe two or three. He will get quite a few, maybe maybe quite a few yeah. yards even. Yeah. But he will probably throw two or three interceptions and fumble the ball at least once. <laughs> so that's not good, okay? And it's not all him. It's his offensive line, but when his offensive yeah. line is bad yeah. or injured, he plays really bad. So... Um, he'll be doing a lot of positive things and probably a lot of negative things. Not my favorite play this week. Rashad Jennings, I think this is I think this is the number one guy. They've listed him as the number one dude. I'm into Jennings. I think that Vereen and Williams only help his value of staying healthy. So I'm okay with playing Jennings even though that line is weak. I really like playing Vereen because that line is weak because I think they're going to be dumping that ball off to Vereen, getting him some short yardage, getting you the PPR numbers like you need, Okay. Might not be that way all season, but right now, while the line is the way it is, it's into it. Larry Donnell, the tight end, Miracles of Miracles. Yep, there he is. There's the Pope. Oh, Thank you, hi, Ashley. there's the Pope. We Hold on. For, Move it in. Trying to give you the miracles. Trying to give you the miracles. Although Miracles of Miracles is a Jewish movie, but I like it. I like our brain thoughts are the same. We're going to need a yep. lot of religion yep. in this game for them. Uh, yep, Dallas Cowboys. I love all the primetime games, by the way, for all of your fantasy needs. You know, because next we're going to talk about Philadelphia yeah. and Atlanta, and it's the same thing. Just eat them up. So, um, yeah, the Giants' defense w- was not good last year, and uh, they did not improve over the offseason. So I will read you their numbers from last year because I think they're going to be about the same. Seventh most to quarterbacks, seventh most points to running, uh, running backs, 20th most points to wide receivers, ninth most to tight ends. And 12th most of defenses, too. So, um, play everyone. I mean, why not? Everyone. You know, listen, I, I, you know, Tony Romo, I ranked him number three. I think that's a little high, and I also believe it. Des Bryant, 
He's practicing in full. Don't worry about his hamstring. Ter- uh, Terrence Williams, he's still on the team. No one's talking about him. We have him ranked number 52. I think he could be a top 30 guy this week. If you have a flex, I'd play Terrence Williams. Surprise, surprise, Jason Garrett said on Wednesday that they're still not decided on who's starting at running back. That's the only people Shocking. you can't start. Oh, but this offensive line. Nope, don't do it. Uh, well, I can't even. It's too late the show. And uh, Jason Witten, I mean, he did a lot of blocking last year on almost all of his, you know, times that he was in the, for the snap. So, um, you know, but who knows? I, I think he'll be okay. Last season, 64 catches for 703 yards and five touchdowns. I mean, I'd be surprised if he surpassed those numbers, but I wouldn't be surprised if he got around there. And he's a tight end, True. so, you know. That's funny. Monday night games, Philadelphia Eagles, the Atlanta Falcons, Sam Bradford, number 10, make the top 10 for quarterbacks, and he should. I love him. He has he had a great preseason. We know he can play. We just need him to stay healthy. I think he will for at least a little bit. So while he's healthy, play the man. Agreed. He's playing against Atlanta. I'm not going to go into how bad they are. They're bad on defense. Really bad. Really bad. So we're going to play him. <laughs> so we're going to play him. Um, and hopefully you draft it appropriately if Bradford does go down eventually and do have another healthy quarterback that's decent. Uh, Jordan Matthews. Uh, yeah, we're playing him. Zach Ertz. Not so good this week, guys. It's game time decision. He's not my favorite guy. I think that you just need to go ahead and insert a different tight end in this yeah. end for this week right now. Yeah. Okay? DeMarco game Murray. Over. Game over. DeMarco Murray, uh, you know, this is great. They're going up against Atlanta. I think he's going to get lots and lots of, you know, touches, and he's going to have a really good first outing. So I'm all about playing Murray this week as well. Ryan Matthews is maybe a decent flex, you guys. Chip Kelly likes to run the ball. Atlanta is really bad. And at some point, you know, depending on how bad they are, um, they might be running a lot more than throwing because they won't need to throw as much. So I, I'm, I'm okay with both. Darren Sproles is not my favorite. I really need to see how he fits into this offense, about how many touches he's really going to get um, before I, I feel comfortable putting him as a flex. I just yeah. I just am not there yet. Um, I think Brian Matthews has really stepped up this offseason, so I'm just – I am okay with um, benching Sproles for a little bit. And there's Nelson Aguilar as well. And that defense, you guys – Although Atlanta's going to score a lot of points, that's not how Philadelphia gets their points. They're not good on defense. They're good on special teams and big plays. You can still start Philadelphia's defense if you need to against Atlanta. They're not my favorite mm. play of the week, but you can still play them because that special teams is just crazy. Um, crazy. Atlanta Falcons. Falcons, start them all. Great matchup again, you guys. Again, Philadelphia gives up a lot of points to offenses. They do. It's crazy. So, Matt Ryan, number two. Hello. Yes, please. Julia Jones, number one. Yes. No Roddy White this week. Even if he does play, guys, he has decoy written all over him. He's not my favorite. Mm-hmm. Who, am I, who I do like is Leonard Hanken, Hankerson. He's very talented. He's very good. He's going to be that third wide receiver, possibly the second wide receiver, and he can get those points. Um, so I, I think he's a sneaky play. Sneaky, hmm. sneaky play. Philadelphia gave up the eighth most fantasy points to running backs last year, which would make you think, great, Freeman, or is it Coleman, or who the heck knows? 
Or is it both? It's both. Or is it's it... both. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Coleman is listed as the starter as of right now, but so I say go Coleman this week if you have to choose one. But I think every week's gonna be different for who I tell you to do. <coughs> Excuse me. And Jacob Tammy, if you drafted Jacob Tammy, stop it. <laughs> Just stop. <laughs> so play everybody in both of these teams except Tammy. Minnesota Vikings and San Francisco 49ers. Excuse me, I have to take a drink. <laughs> that was I was that rough. She needs yeah. a drink. It was a serious fantasy orgy moment. Yeah. Anyways, Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry about that. I would tell you all the 49ers defensive stats from last year, but it doesn't matter seeing how all of the defensive players for the 49ers retired this offseason. <laughs> so it doesn't – it's not going to do you any good. It's not, not going to – no, no, not at all. Adrian Peterson, you're playing him. Teddy Bridgewater is number two, but he's not a bad play in, da- in daily, you guys. Again, this is a different 49ers defense. Bridgewater could have a really good game. Um, who's he throwing to? Mike Wallace and Charles Johnson at the two. Charles Johnson is my number one guy. I think he's going to be much better than Wallace this year. He has great chemistry with Bridgewater, and I'm totally all in on on Johnson. Kyle Rudolph is number 14. I would stay away from him. And, you know, defense, you know, it wouldn't make it wouldn't be that bad, I think, if you stream the Vikings defense this week. Um, it's kind of a risky thing, but I mean Brandon will elaborate on why the 49ers are, have quite the learning curve this year. By the way, I feel like this whole show, because it's the first week, which is so exciting, I like cannot wait to sit around all day on Sunday and watch football. I know. I'm just dying. I'm I dying. Know. I know. But My I daughter like... has a soccer game at 9 a.m., and this is why I don't support soccer. You know? Oh, it's like, yeah, really? Good point, You got to cut into football season? That's you can't just do Saturdays? Straight up communism. Um, (laughs) but I was going to say this whole show has kind of been like Facebook vague booking, you know, it's like, we think they're pretty good, but we don't know. There's this guy who may or may not be, you know, but listen, because everything, all the sets that we're putting out there are just, are completely projections that were based off of pasts that are completely different now. And that is exactly how I feel about the San Francisco 49ers. So I consider this game to be more of like a research project where I'm going to watch to see who this team is. I have little to give you as far as analysis on this team. And I wouldn't suggest really starting anyone except for Anquan Bolden because he is always explosive in week one every year. It is unbelievable. Go back and look at his game logs for years. Week one, the guy explodes. So um, so that would be my suggestion is to start Anquan Bolden, but everyone else is a little bit dubious. Although Carlos Hyde dropped in the drafts to a ridiculously low thing. I don't know what everyone else is hearing, but as far as I know, he is still the starter. And um, I think that he's not going to be terrible against the Vikings. And Bruce Ellington, my call from last year, finally came true in the preseason game where he broke out. Someone was like, hey, great call on Bruce Ellington. I was like, a year ago, but I'll take it. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so he might be the wide receiver three, so I would check him out. He's kind of the silver lining right now that's going on in San Francisco. But other than that, I'm going to watch and learn about the San Francisco 49ers on week one. As with all of us, with all of our teams, this is very exciting. The best time of year has come. It's football time. 
I'm so excited. Thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure to check us out over on HerFantasyFootball.com. Subscribe to us. Also, you can hear us on Blog Talk Radio forward slash HerFantasyFootball and on iTunes. You can listen to us now on Saturday nights, 8 to 10 Eastern on the Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. You can also chat with us on Twitter at HerFantasyFB, except if it's about Devin Funchess or James Jones. And you can hit us up on Facebook forward slash HerFantasyFootball. Until next time, no more faking it.